you're listening to the Google Ads Podcast, brought to you by Solutions Aid, the Google Ads agency. Should you hire an agency or a freelancer or hire in-house? It depends. It depends on a myriad of factors. And lucky for you and lucky for me, those factors are quantifiable. So I quantified them. You can visit a link that's in the description of this video in order to download this free resource. When you download the resource, you're going to get this guide, which will explain you exactly how the resource works. And then you can click on this handy dandy link, which will bring you here. And if you want to create your own, just click on file, make a copy. So once you've made a copy, this is your document. You can change it however you want. You could even change my values. I don't recommend doing so because they're perfect, but you could if you want to. Here's what I've done. I've listed all the categories that I think these are all the levels of analysis upon which we're going to base our decision. Cost, risk, integration, speed, priority, proficiency, proactiveness. Cost. How much does this resource cost you? How expensive are they? Risk. How big a risk is it for you to rely solely on this research? Integration. How well does the resource integrate with your existing team, your business? How fast are they going to be able to move? Will they be prioritizing your project and to what degree? How proficient are they going to be at their jobs? And how proactive are they going to be? And what I've done is I've rank ordered the resources in terms of first, second, and third place. But it's a little counterintuitive because first place gets three points, second place gets two points, and third place gets one point. So we're basically saying for each of these levels of analysis, who is most valuable? And then applying a factor to that value. So for in-house, for instance, an in-house resource is going to be far more expensive than a freelancer or an agency. And so the in-house resource gets one factor. Let's say the agency gets two because they'll be less expensive than an in-house resource. And then the freelancer gets three because the agency will be less expensive, or excuse me, the freelancer will be less expensive than both the in-house re resource and the agency. For risk, an in-house resource is far riskier. This is an employee that you're going to have to manage. You're going to be solely responsible for. You have to carry all the business insurance. They're not going to necessarily be staying up with trends and continuing to be educated, their knowledge atrophies faster than anybody's. The agency has the least amount of risk because you have a whole business that's willing to say, hey, take it, got it, infrastructure, standard operating procedures, oversight. And then a freelancer is going to be, I think, a little less risky than an in-house resource, but a little more risky than an agency. Now, integration, an in-house resource is going to be the best, obviously. They're going to know your business inside our outside, outside, and center. They're going to integrate with all of your, the rest of your team. They're going to be in the office, either physically or proverbially, if you're remote. They're going to integrate far better. A freelancer is going to not integrate as well as an in-house resource, but better than an agency will. And this value applies across the board for integration, speed, and priority. An in-house resource wins across the board for this little value stack here. And yet we sort of reverse trend when it comes to proficiency and proactiveness. In-house resources are not going to be as proficient as an agency. I don't care what you say. And they're not going to be as proactive. Employees aren't as proactive as the outsourced models, obviously, because you have to be the one to manage the employee and the agency. It's not that their employees are going to be more proactive than your employees as much as it is that the agency's structure is built around making sure they maintain proactivity. So you'll notice the freelancer tends to land here in the middle and then the poles are for the in-house team and the agency. So what you need to do is come over here and decide how important each of these factors are for you. You might say, you know what, I'm rich or this is really important. And so cost, you know, from zero to five, zero being not important at all and five being important. Cost is important, but it's not like a deal breaker. So I'm going to put a one here. Let's actually put a two. Risk, super duperty important. I'm going to put a five. Don't want to go at risk at all. Integration, I don't have an exceptionally complex in-house structure, and so integration is not going to be really all that important. Speed might be mid-range, priorities mid-range, proficiency is absolutely important, proactivity is absolutely important. With those scores in mind, oh, 
look, an agency is what you should hire. Now you're going to say, of course, you're going to say that dope. You're an agency. And that's why I started the way that I started. In this particular context, an agency ranks first, a freelancer ranks second, and then an in-house staff ranks third. However, we can turn this all around. You might end up saying, you know what? Actually, the cost is not at all important to me. It's also really basic, straightforward campaigns. So I, I don't think that there's a ton of risk here. However, I really need somebody who's integrated with my team, can move really fast, and it's going to make me the number one priority. But because it's not complex, I don't need somebody who's super proficient. I would like them to be proactive. I can probably manage that on myself. And now look, the in-house resource is the best example or the best option. Feel free to play with this. And again, you can change my values. You can determine whatever factor you want and how you think agencies might interface from a cost perspective. You might say, I actually can get cheaper in-house resource than the agency would cost me or whatever it is that you want to do. But just have a matrix, have a decision-making matrix. And by the way, you can use this for anything, everything, all the things, not just Google ads. This is a good decision-making matrix just across the board. So I hope this is helpful. I love you dearly and deeply, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Google Ads Podcast. For more ways to grow your business with Google Ads, you can subscribe to the Solutions 8 YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to work with the best Google Ads agency in the world, you can visit Solutions 8 at sol8.com. Custom here. If you're running Google Ads, even if your campaigns are successful, my years of experience have taught me that there are almost always enormous improvement opportunities. Now, what if the best Google Ads agency in the world was willing to review your Google Ads campaigns for free and provide you with a comprehensive action plan, no cost or obligation? Notice, I didn't say audit or evaluation. I said action plan, a bullet point by bullet point breakdown of exactly what needs to be done to improve your Google Ads campaigns. Yours to keep, no cost or obligation. Head over to solate.com to get a free Google Ads action plan customized for your business. No strings attached. That's sol8.com. S-O-L, the number eight, dot com.